want to release this video. Your mayor. That's all crap. It is what it is, and I can't change the past. Am I an addict? No. Have I tried that? Yes. It's my mistake. I know I have no crack left. I know doing crack was wrong. Rob Ford. Folks, I'll do anything for more. Drunken stupors. Alcohol. Rob Ford. It's a fact. I smoke crack. I don't recall. I want to be high. And smoke now. I want to smoke a thousand pounds. The city has the best crack. Cocaine, <laughs> I'll explain. I love crack cocaine. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker? Not a lot. What's up with you? Doing a little podcasting. <laughs> Time um, for some Saturday podcasting. Well, Am Saturday I not supposed to say what day we're action. recording? Yeah, why that, not? Does that break the illusion? I mean, Anyways, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think we're, we're beholden to a certain night. Like, Do people think that we're just nighttime podcrafters? I think sometimes they think we are inside of their iPod player and yeah. just talking in real time. Yeah, but, but this when, is pre-recorded audio role-playing. But when from, you're masters of the craft, time has no meaning. We can craft right, whenever we want to. But that's why I'm wondering to. if I shouldn't be saying what day it is or time. No, I mean, I guess you can. I guess you're kind of shattering the illusion. But you know, the wackily, maybe, maybe it's time we let people into uh, into our lives and they can understand. Well, this is, this is like these, postmodern podcasting. Yeah, this is we're breaking down the barriers. This is self-referential podcasting. We're calling attention to the medium. The medium is the message. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. So, Wacker, uh, I'm curious. I'm curious about something. Okay. Today, today I woke up. Today I woke up. I see in my email, in the emails, I check my Gmail, and I get an email from you with a Google Doc about a Thanksgiving to-do list. And my question no, 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 no. is that did not that did not come from me. I just added you to the uh, a previous. My Google question: Why do you have such a boner for Thanksgiving? I don't. I fucking it's your hate favorite, it. It's your favorite holiday. At one time, but uh, I've been grinched out for it. And if you look at the email that you got, you'll notice that I just added you. Okay, who, who originated to to Thanksgiving this? Thanksgiving and share in my pain. 
Who originated this? I, you know, I'm looking at this thing like, what am I supposed to do with this? It's it's a, a list. It's, it's a thanks. It's called the Thanksgiving plan, and you're supposed to sign up for. Well, what, what's the plan here? What's going on with it? You know, it's so five people don't all bring mashed potatoes. So but you have I, to sign I just up for a could meal. Give a fuck less. It's at my house, which, against my better judgment, while I was drunk, I was convinced to have it at my house once again. Uh, but I'm not taking part in really making any of the food this time, and I'm also forcing people to take their leftovers. I, I don't want a your... bunch of shit in my fridge the day after. Well, okay. What if the leftovers? I'm going to fill my fridge just with a wall of Coors. <laughs> what if the Coors What light. if the leftover is like a half a fifth a bullet? That's you know what even that I don't want. <laughs> if I want whiskey, I'll go out and buy it. But I don't because it's not ever like bullet. It's like oh somebody left like some fucking Campari over here. You know what I mean? Like what the fuck or like Kahlua? Like I don't yeah, want this some fucking kind of Kahlua. liqueur. You put you put the Kahlua in your coffee. I d- like I an old st- man. I don't, <laughs> contrary to popular beliefs, I don't start out my day with liquor. I, yeah, I, I, I do it on a, you know what, I, I do that at night. You have like a nice little cup of coffee with Kahlua. I don't drink coffee at night. That, that seriously is a senior citizen thing. Oh, some decaf. Hey, after, me, after the meal, you have a little cup no. of coffee. No. It settles <laughs> the bowels. No, but you're wackily, I think you do like Thanksgiving. You hate, you hate on Halloween. You know, you're not a big fan of Christmas or New Year's, but Thanksgiving, you have a full-on boner for. Oh, okay. Let me, yeah, let me restate this. What I wanted to do was go to a restaurant where they make your food, your Thanksgiving repast, like a feast. and uh, and then you leave. What I don't like doing is making all the fucking food, and that actually I don't even mind. What I really don't like is listening to everybody's fucking complaints and concerns and anxiety about the food leading up to, during, and after the meal. And then I also don't like having it at my house where I make this giant fucking meal Everybody eats it, dr- gets drunk, and then, and then they're all leaves. like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go home to bed. And I'm like, oh, great, because I have to fucking clean up all this shit. And also I'm left with the people who don't want to go to bed, even though I want to go to bed. Like the people who want to hang around and chat for fucking five hours and watch a movie or whatever. Did you have Thanksgiving at your house last year? Yes. And the year before? Mm-hmm. It's become a tradition. It's wacky Right, but I was breaking the tradition, and everybody fucking went nuts about it. Like, oh, but you have the best house to do it in. Yeah, because I'm a single guy and like you That's know, exactly why. about it. And plus they they don't want to do they don't want to have to do the dishes. Exactly. I don't know. Well, I can I'm, tell you this. But I'm, I'm, for, I'm not making any of the food. Everybody's making the food and bringing it over here, and I'm forcing them to take it with them when they leave. I'm gonna be like, Oh, you're leaving. Well, oh you left your half a uh, pan of uh, you know, green bean casserole here. And they'll be like, Oh yeah, well I just thought maybe you'd want nope, nope, take it. Take it. I don't want any of that shit. I'm, I'm putting a padlock on my fridge. I didn't get to uh, really scour the list. I didn't get to examine the list too much. Who's bringing the cream corn? I'm planning on bringing cream corn. <laughs> you, I, can't no, even, you, okay. I can't even let me, say well, it Let me seriously. point this out, too. You, you can't... Well, I mean, you have a freaky fucking vegetarian bullshit Thanksgiving, so I can see why you're not interested. But, uh, I'm bringing cream don't, corn. Don't bring cream corn. You have to prepare cream corn that's ready to eat and when you walk in the door it needs to be heated up in a serving bowl with a spoon how do you make cream corn i don't know that's what you that's for you to figure out this is All what right. i'm talking about i'm not i'm not googling recipes this year i'm not watching youtube videos about how to get the perfect cranberry sauce i'm not doing any of that shit 
I'm not having people email me like, oh, are you making the cranberry sauce in a can? I like the fresh. Well, are you going to do it like this? I like it with the chunks. I don't like it with the chunks. What kind of gravy are you going to make? You fuck are so off. into Thanksgiving. No, fuck it's it. It's unbelievable. I mean, why are you you're just you're just neg- you're saying I'm lying? No, I I think this is a front. I think deep down inside. Why would I? Why would I front about this? Why because I? I think you like gorging yourself on food and drink. Did I not just say that I like that? I'm talking about. <laughs> you like I'm the gluttonous aspect about the, of Thanksgiving. Yeah, I like, I'm talking specifically about the, the parts that I don't like. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've never been fond of Thanksgiving. I never really liked the holiday. I do like getting well, what, drunk. What's your favorite holiday? Mm, probably Halloween. God, that's sluts, the gayest holiday. Sluts, drinking, the partying. Holiday. I thought I'd say Halloween's probably the best. I, I would assume your favorite holiday would be St. Patrick's Day. Nope. Amateur night. I hate New Year's <laughs> Eve. Christmas is obviously terrible. So Thanksgiving would probably be, out of all the holidays, Thanksgiving would be the best. Yeah, Valentine's Day everybody hates. Valentine's Day is the fucking worst. Hands down, that's the worst. Do you hate Valentine's what if, what Day? If, what if a guy said that he, his favorite va- holiday would, would was Valentine's Day? I mean, what would you what would you do to him? Punch him in the face or and kick him in the nuts? No, nah, I would lock him in Jeffrey's apartment. <laughs> like, just for leave him in there. Or sorry, <laughs> for like, uh, Valentine's Day. Sorry, bro. You're going to hate Valentine's Day now. You're going to learn it the hard way. Um, yeah, I'm going to bring the cream corn. So uh, No, I'll, no, no. You're going to bring prepared cream corn. If you show up with a can of cr- an unopened can of creamed corn, you're being, <laughs> you're being turned around and shown the door. No, I, I have my own special recipe for cream corn, so you, you'll, you'll be impressed with it. You have but, this thing where everything that looks like cum, you think is cum. That's I, weird. Cream corn does not. Who, who comes cream corn? Like that would be no, gross. You're, That's I know like what you're saying. Cum. You're saying your special recipe for cream corn is you take some corn and then you fucking ejaculate on it. Is that what you're you're alluding to? <laughs> I have no because idea. Where I have no idea where this like is cum. coming. I have no idea where this is coming from. No, I, <laughs> there's I, a lot of white <laughs> foods out there that are fine and are not cum. And like you need to go to therapy to get over that. <laughs> I just think that the name cream corn is kind of funny. It just sounds funny. Cream corn. What about cream of wheat? What about cream in your coffee? Are those all jizz related to you? Okay, cream and corn. The word corn, too. It's what just cookies, everything about what about it. Cookies and cream ice cream. <laughs> Do you think that's cum? I think, I think you. Okay, cream corn is one of those like holy um, Thanksgiving foods, like, right? Not really. No, but isn't the, the Thanksgiving staples like stuffing, uh, cranberry sauce, cream corn? No, not cream corn. Cream Mashed corn potatoes. It's a those Thanksgiving are the staple. Things. And so you're offended because I'm besmirching one of the Thanksgiving staples. No, I just I'm I'm moving off of Thanksgiving. I'm just talking about how you think that all you think that everything with sour cream in it is covered in jizz. I think it's a fantasy of yours. I I actually am I not. It's your fan. I think it's. I'm not making. I'm not putting ejaculate in cream corn. I'm just bringing. What my, about that's a glazed the... donut? Does that come related to you also? <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> I must eat non-cream dry foods because there might be jizz in it. I just think bringing a bowl of cream corn would be something I can make. It'd be easy. It's like two cans I could open up and microwave it and just bring that, and it'd be simple. You don't have to. You don't have to bring anything, by the way. This isn't one of those parties. It's not. A I thought it was luck. like a, what the what's the the list for the Thanksgiving? The plan? list is purely so people don't people don't bring multiples of the same thing. If you want to say I'm not bringing anything, that's fine. Can I just bring liquor? Of course. All right. Well, that's what I'm bringing. That's even easier than cream corn. 
No right. creamy liquors. <laughs> no Kahlua. <laughs> no Kahlua. So, um, no mudslides. <laughs> so, are you sharing in all the uh, that that all encompassing feeling of self satisfaction in San Francisco? Well, right there's now? no more crime anymore in San Francisco. I don't know if you knew that because of uh, we have a fucking diminutive superhero now, Bat Kid. <laughs> but, dude, seriously, I read about this. And I got to say, here's another reason for San Francisco residents to fart in a glass and sniff vigorously. You know, so they, they fulfilled this wish of this, this cancer boy. You know, but dude, I, I mean, where's, I, I read this and I was like, okay, yes, my, my heart is touched. These are beautiful human beings satisfying this kid's, you know, one dying wish. But then after seeing it, I'm like, really? Seriously? The whole fucking city? I mean, you had like what the, the entire city, police force. You had them. Um, you had them the like entire police. Force. They blocked a muni line. They tied a woman to the muni line so the kid could like save this, save this, uh, this woman. So they they yeah. they blocked a muni line and a busy muni line too. During the middle of the day. During the middle of the day, they had traffic all over Union Square was all blocked off, so this kid could run around in a little bat suit and solve crime. That is exactly what happened. He's the bat kid. Okay, so let me see. I don't know. How about a waste of resources? What if a real crime was going on? Like, what if, would that be a perfect opportunity to go rob a bank or murder someone? I mean, the police yeah, I don't are think all... the entire police force was involved in this. Well, it would have been difficult for them to stop the crime when traffic is completely blocked off because there's crowds of people watching this stupid little kid in a costume. Well, maybe bat kid could have, solved a, could have stopped a real crime. An actual bank robbery. <laughs> He's like, what is he? Eight years old. I'm sounding callous, but you gotta, you gotta admit, they made a huge deal out of this. Like, what, well, yeah. What, I mean, what's more important than a dying child's wish? What is more important? What, what is the extent Green of it, corn? though? Where, where does it, like, where does it go? Where does it go next? Like from here. So this kid, it used to be, my dying wish is to go to Disneyland. Okay, that's fine. We'll, we'll send your family to Disneyland. You can go walk around with Mickey Mouse. I want to go you, sit like, a special on the wheelchair. floor. At a Lakers game. That's fine. We'll get you tickets. We'll put you next to Spike Lee. I want to meet Or not Brooke Spike Shields. Lee, Jack Nicholson. But stuff, something like that is, is attainable. It's doable. It doesn't disrupt the function of a city. And now all of a sudden, this one, this kid basically took over the city for four hours. President Obama is calling, wishing the kid, good job, bad kid. What about the next kid who has leukemia who's like a little gay kid and he's really into sex in the city? I mean, are they going to like bring all those old bitches out of retirement and like shut down Manhattan for half a day? That's what so I'm wondering. Drink like, what's next? Well, I mean, what if a kid like wants to fly on Air Force One? Like, I want to fly Air Force One. <laughs> well, like, I don't want to endanger anybody's lives. I bet you they would probably put the kid up there. But there's going to gonna a, be some to a pilot. There's going to be some point where a kid with the exact same disease is the exact same age, and they're just going to be like, "No, nah, we can't do that." Yeah. Well, what about bad kid? Well, yeah, that was a big deal, but we can't just do it right away again. We got to give it some time. Maybe the fifth next kid with leukemia will get to do something cool. I mean, I, I don't know. I, you know, yeah, okay. So the, here's a photo op, a, a big publicity stunt for. Uh, for uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation. True. And, and how much money do you think they raised because of this? But you, I, I think you don't want to uh, diminish the fact that, like, shitloads of people who live in San Francisco, I guess who are unemployed, because <laughs> I certainly was working. I didn't get to do this. Not that I would. But tons of people who weren't invo involved in Make-A-Wish 
uh, or anything of that sort, came out to support this kid. Yeah, to take and a to picture like cheer, so they could cheer post on these, from the sideline. Well, they could post these pictures on Facebook and on BuzzFeed. You, uh, Sleazy E took off during lunch to go uh, be in the throngs of people in Union Square to watch this kid. So we should really have him on this show. Today. The, no, I, I mean, know Thomas. I know Thomas went. Yeah, no, I saw, I saw people posting. It just as soon as I saw this, I'm like, oh great, here's San Francisco. You know, the cloud of smug thickens because, uh, oh, you guys are just, you know, you're, you're such humanitarians over there fulfilling this kid's wish. The kid's, the kid's in remission. He's not even dying. Did, Jeff, did Jeffrey go? He's home during the day. He likes superheroes. And Jeff actually is a big Batman fan, too. They probably would have turned him away. <laughs> Stay away from the child, Jeffrey. They thought Jeffrey was the penguin. <laughs> Isn't there, it was, isn't there a Batman villain called, like, you know, like, Gay Bear Man or <laughs> Gay Bear Pizza Man? <laughs> gay Bear Pizza Man. He's one of the most nefarious villains in Gotham. You got to watch out for him. He'll, like, eat pizza and then rape you. Um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. I, I saw this and I was, reading, I was reading about it and I was like, yeah, I guess, you know, just, I was touched by the, the outpouring of emotion and compassion here. But at the same time, I was completely annoyed. If I lived in San Francisco and I couldn't get off at the Powell Muni stop because there are so many people watching this stupid little kid, you know, uh, solve a fake crime. Did I would you read a letter to the editor? Oh, I would have been annoyed. There would have been a screed, screed. for sure. There would have been a screed for sure. I'm going to talk about this on my podcast. But it made you know what was interesting is I was checking out Make a Wish Foundation. I was wondering like, so you know where where does it go from here? Like to what extent do they fulfill all wishes? And it turns out they don't fulfill all wishes. They do reject some. And uh, the one that I found out in my research here dates back to 1996. Uh, it's the story of Eric Ness. Uh, 17-year-old Eric was suffering from a brain tumor. 17? I thought Make-A-Wish Foundation was for children. No, they, they do like 15 or 16-year-olds. Like they do, uh, t- I think, teenagers. I don't think they do it teenagers. for adults. Yeah. I hope nobody over 18 is getting this treatment. I don't, they don't do it for adults. I think it's just it's teenagers and mainly children. I don't, well, 17 I, is pushing it, right? I don't think they would do a Batman fantasy for a 17-year-old. But I think they would do. And first of all, what what seventeen? Because you already told me what the story is. But what seventeen year old isn't asking for a whore? Yeah, that, that's what I, I was going to get to that a little bit later. But I don't understand that. Like, if uh, if I was a, a teenager and they're like, you know, what's your one wish? I'd be like, I want two hookers right here for the next four hours, and you can leave. Get the fuck out of the room. I mean, I can understand <laughs> it if you're like ten or. Even 12, I think I would be asking for the whores, but maybe a 12-year-old isn't very sexual. But if you're 17... And you're going to die in like five months? I would be like... Like, I want a hand job. Well, we can't do that. Okay, a blowjob. No, we can't do that. Well, can I touch some titties? Yeah. I would go through the whole list (laughs) before I would take... I would be like, give me a a couple packets of lubes, you know, a box of condoms, and just get out of the room for like five hours. Yeah, how about porn? If you're not going to yeah. get into the whole whore, no, they, they would, they would, get, they would guarantee there's a. You know, we should almost start a nonprofit where we just give terminally ill teenagers hookers. Yeah, see the the operative word there is nonprofit. That's not why we're not going to do it. Well, we're going to call it a nonprofit. Oh, but, right, uh... like a skim, <laughs> like the Reach Around Foundation. I forgot about that strategy. Actually, maybe this might be the focus of the Reach Around Foundation here. Reaching the out, Reach Around Foundation is the rising like a phoenix. 
Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, so so in 1996, this uh, 17-year-old Eric Ness, suffering from a brain tumor, the only wish he had was to kill a Kodiak brown bear. He wanted to fly to Alaska, and he wanted to kill a brown bear. I guess bloodlust is the next best thing to you know sexual lust. So I'm all right with this. <laughs> I want to kill something. Well, so okay. Make-A-Wish Foundation was like, okay, let's do this. They, they prepared all the paperwork, and they got the permits to make the hunt go through. And it was during this bureaucratic period that animal rights groups freaked out and uh, decided to stop the, uh, stop the trip. We must put a stop to this. Heidi Prescott here, the director of the Fund for Animals, she offered Eric an alternative. She said, here's a camera. You can go to Alaska and take a picture of a bear instead of killing it. <laughs> Fuck off, bitch. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan uh, invited Eric and his family to the film, the film set of Dante's Peak. I don't know if you remember that movie. Oh, and, uh, fantastic film. They could watch him uh, uh, performing and uh, if Eric would call off the hunt. And uh, Eric decided... To give the finger to both those people. <laughs> and he declined both offers. <laughs> Good job, Eric. Uh, as the trip grew nearer, I guess uh, the controversy... You don't know, have you know, many years left in this world. Like The last thing you want to do is be putting up with this type of person's bullshit. <laughs> exactly. Um, as the trip grew nearer, activist group began to place more and more pressure on Make-A-Wish to stop the hunt. They held protests. They inundated the branch with uh, letters and angry phone calls. And so uh, ultimately, Make-A-Wish was like, okay, we're going to call this off. We're not going to do it. But that didn't stop the kid from uh, going on the hunting trip. His father and a hunting guide um, flew off to an undisclosed location in Alaska, and he did kill the brown bear after all. Yeah. It's not like killing bears is illegal. People do it every day. It's like a legitimate animal that gets hunted. And the bear was in season. I, I just find it kind of ironic that this, you know, you'd think that this kid, once you're dying and you're at the end of your life, you'd have an appreciation of life. So the fact that That's you're... faggot shit. <laughs> but you know the fact that you're done. going out to go kill something, how's that going to make you feel better? Well, he should have said, he should have done it like in the Native American Indian, feather Indian style. I mean, like, I would like to kill feel the bear spirit. spirit and be one with his... Animal urge. Or <laughs> I don't know how they do it. You know what I mean? Because then nobody can say shit because they don't want to like get well, on the bad side. Maybe of the if he is a Native American. Well, but you could just say the, he was like 150th, you know? This kid just wanted to get like a big shotgun or something and just go kill things. <laughs> I don't think you kill bears with shotguns, but all right. Well, so the Make-A-Wish Foundation decided uh, they're no longer going to arrange hunting trips. And uh, that's where a new nonprofit group came in. Sorry, kids who have a non-PC hobby. <laughs> it's called Hunt of a Lifetime. And this organization was uh, founded by, well, it was founded by a bus driver, actually, in Arizona. But uh, one, of, uh, <laughs> one of the celebrities that's attached to it is none other than ardent hunter and rock and roll wild man, Ted Nugent. Um, who does, do you know Ted Nuge? The, the Nuge is a wild, Nuge, that guy is a crazy cool. man, Le Nuge. You know, he gets dropped off in Alaska just with a bow and arrow for like two months. Bullshit. Well, like a month. He'll go out there and he'll just kill things with a bow and arrow. I mean, does he have like gear, a tent? I think he has a tent and I think he just, I think Warm he just clothes. has a backpack and his bow and arrow and he just kills shit. Because that's Some all Ted Nuge really cares about. Him. He hates Obama and he likes to kill shit. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to sound repetitive here, but if I was dying, and they offered me the hunt of a lifetime, it would be beaver hunt. <laughs> yeah, 
Remember Beaver Hunt? Which magazine Beaver, was that in? That was in Hustler. No, it was Hustler, oh, the back of Hustler. Where people the would, best part. I would love to just get old issues of Hustler just to see that section. What I loved about Beaver Hunt is people would send in pictures of their girlfriends or their wives, and they had just massive bushes. You remember that? It's the whole point of the name. <laughs> it was just a Polaroid of a girl with a huge bush. But sometimes, I mean, they it's would not be... called Raw Chicken Hunt. <laughs> but they would have their legs spread open. It was just great. It was just like... But, I mean, I think in, like, you know, certain trailer park communities, you know, that's a that's some bragging rights if you got your, your lady in the beaver hunt section of Hustler, you know? True. They're all Polaroids, too, because you couldn't... You know, they were before digital cameras, yeah, so you, you could, could take developed. pictures of your wife's giant beaver to, like, the photo mat. To get developed. So here's a quote from the Nuge. He says, make a wish just makes me want to puke my guts out. What could be more pure than the last wishes of a young child? And to not deny that because of political correctness, that's outrageous. So the Motor City Madman traveled to South Africa. This is his past July here with a kid, a 16-year-old from Eureka, California with bone cancer. He took it. The, the kid said it's been his dream to hunt with Ted Nugent. And so uh, he's going to take the kid to South Africa to go bow hunting for zebra, warthogs, and impalas. Okay. Ted Nugent says, when you go hunting with the Nuge, he refers to himself. He refers to himself in the third person by his nickname. When you go hunting with the Nuge, there's no Janet Reno around to stop you. There's nothing more beautiful than that. Janet Reno kind (laughs) of looks like uh, the Sasquatch. So she'd be fun to hunt if she was around. What if you got a uh, copy of a hustler and you flip to the beaver hunt and there's Janet Reno? It would be great. <laughs> would it turn you're, you off? You're not, of the looking, beaver you're not looking at the beaver hunt. I mean, every once in a while on the beaver hunt, you'd be like, "Oh, that one's pretty cute," but most of them aren't. It's just more of like an. It's an. Uh, you know, it's you're like on safari. Stick with the theme. <laughs> like, look at that one, Jesus Christ! You know, you know, Janet Reno doesn't shave her bush. Do you think? No, hell no. Could you imagine? I bet you that bush would turn you to stone or something. Like Medusa's <laughs> pussy. Um, could you imagine if Ted Nugent was given the opportunity to hunt Democrats or liberals? Do you think he would? No, I don't think Ted Nugent is a murderer, if that's your question. Certain liberals. No, like, I don't uh, think Harry he's a murderer. Reed. You don't think he would? No. If he could get away with Maybe it. Maybe with a paintball gun. I don't know. I've, I've, so you, you, I you, your, your position is that Ted Nugent is a murderer. I'm saying if Ted Nugent was given the opportunity to murder two liberals without getting caught, like he could do, choose two, they can go on like some kind of uh, um, a hunting trip on an island or something. Was it the most dangerous game? If you could do the most, the dangerous, most dangerous game, game. with uh, Harry Reid and... Uh, what's another uh, 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 Nancy Pelosi? I bet you he would do it. Yeah, you think he would murder two senior citizens? That's his yes, greatest I, th- dream. I think I think Ted Nugent okay. would do that. I don't. But you uh, think he you would know, just shoot you know, them he, with paintballs? He had a chance to go murder people legally by being in the army during Vietnam, and he shit all over himself. You never read about that? No. When did he do that? He wait. He shit on his. Was he like like a month leading up to the whatever they call it? You know the uh, you know you get drafted and then you have like thirty days before you have to go in and get checked out to make sure you don't have fallen arches or whatever. And he just uh, stopped bathing and then he you know just started shitting in his clothes and so he went in. He just encrusted in piss and shit. How okay? Why don't they just hose you off? And I mean that that's not a debilitating like illness. 
Like, why, why wouldn't they just, like, wash you off, like, hose you off and be like, all right, well, now you're clean. You got to go. I think the point being that you're trying to make them think that you're just, like, a Insane. crazy person who yeah. can't fucking take care of himself. I like this big, bad, macho murderer hunter. The murderer well, you're of the animals one saying he's a and hunter. No, he's a murderer of animals. He slaughters animals. For, he slaughters murderer. animals for, for leisure. The this word guy, murder applies to human beings. Well, I, I think uh, PETA would beg to differ. They um, would, but they're insane. Yeah, but I think Nugent's insane. I think this big, bad, macho, you know, macho hunter guy who goes to Alaska with his bow and arrow and goes and kills things, a uh, hater of liberals and Democrats, shits his pants to avoid going to the army. What a hypocrite. Yep. Like, I mean, seriously, what a hypocrite. I think he should lose all credibility based on that. Like, I think any time he's interviewed... They should bring that up. Be like, oh, yeah, remember that time you shit your pants? Remember that, Nuge? You had Lay some, Nuge. Lay Nuge had some Lay Nugs in his pants. Lay Poo. Lay Poo. <laughs> so make a wish over the years has granted 83,000 wishes, but put a stop to hunting outings. Uh, this is uh, by Jim Maggio, a spoken, spokesman for the charity. It's basically a safety concern. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think it's political correctness. He said it's a safety concern. He said exposing the kids and other participants to a potential for danger from a weapon being handled by someone who's in a weakened state from a life-threatening disease. Bullshit. Dude, these Hun- millions of people hunt every day, and like the the chances of like you know friendly fire in the, on the hunting field is minuscule. Dude, okay, there's like uh, kickback from guns. These kids, they're they're so weak. You know, the the, uh, the kickback from a, uh, a high-powered shotgun could, like, break their shoulder off. So they're going to die. Who cares? <laughs> what if the kid <laughs> wants to go fishing? Me. Okay, fishing's one thing. Who cares about that? Why? Why is it any different? Okay. It's it, actually more horrifying because, like, the animal gets, like, ripped out of the water by a fucking hook through its mouth. Yeah, but if you're just fishing for trout, I don't think the kid's at risk. Of injuring himself. If you're deep sea Mr. fishing Simon, for Mr. Simon, I care for all animals. I don't know. You have this hierarchy of mammals <laughs> that aren't allowed to be shot. I uh, care for all animals, even cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, animal rights groups criticize hunting trips arranged by the Phoenix Make-A-Wish, so they don't do anything. They don't do it any longer. Um, but I agree. I feel like you'd think these kids would be more empathetic towards life when they're at the end of their life. I want to start an organization where I just like take kids to dirty strip clubs. I think that's, I could handle that. That's the reach around. I think this is the goal of the reach around foundation. I remember the, the, the old, the focus of it before was to bring barnyard animals to sick kids in hospitals. But I think we should change that. I think we should change the entire mission of the reach around foundation. I think now what we need to do, our goal is to get reach arounds for terminally ill kids. Well, the prostitution thing is is mostly illegal in most of the country. But how illegal is it to bring an underage, a minor, into the strip club? If the kid's going to die, I mean, can't the cops look the other way on that one? Hand jobs for the dying. I think that's what we need. I think what we should do, this is what we should do, Michael. We should arrange, like, if once a kid turns 18, if he lives that long, we get to take him to Nevada, and he gets to go to a brothel and pick out the one of his choice. Hmm. And that's yeah. that's our goal, the Reach Around Foundation. I would donate if I was just a you know a, a regular citizen, not the the founder of the Reach Around Foundation, co-founder. Um, I would donate money towards this charity. Because think about it: what's what would you rather do? Kill an animal, go to Disneyland, you know, solve Batman crimes in San Francisco, or fuck a hot hooker? I think it's illegal though for a 
you know, an adult hooker to have, I mean, just besides, even if you're in Nevada and hooking is legal, I mean, isn't it illegal for an adult to have sex with a minor? Isn't that no, statutory I'm saying once rape? a kid turns 18. Yeah, but most of these kids are dead before they're 18. That's well, the problem. That's why they're in the in the organization. Then they get a copy of the beaver hunt, and that's all they get to look at. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I want to take them to the strip club because the stripper can't get in trouble for yeah, but the club in front of a, the club, the owner of the club, it would be liable for letting I know. an There's 18 year There need to be some rule bending, but I'm just not going to bend it too far. Or you know what you could do is why not just take them to a country where uh, the age of consent is 16. So bring them to Amsterdam. I'm not going to another country. Bring them to Amsterdam. You know, it's the Reach Around Foundation. We get donations to do this, to solve these kids' wish, you know, to, to fulfill these kids' dreams. So we're okay. going to take them to Amsterdam, and they can pick out a prostitute, and uh, we'll make your wish come true. People, listen, you're listening to episode 407 here of Sick and Wrong. You know, way the, you know the way the show works. You send in your stories. We'll read them here on air. And if we give you credit... Uh, we will send you a Sick and Wrong care package. You can send in your Sick and Wrong stories, Sick and Wrong podcast at hominal.com. Submit them via Facebook or through the Twitters. Uh, Wackley, we've got some good stories here for uh, this week's show. A number of people sent in, when I say a number, I'd say about 50 people sent in a story about that elementary school teacher who is feeding his, his students semen cookies. Yep. Um, and okay. here it is in your neck of the woods. Yeah, but, but we did this story like a year ago. When it actually when happened. It happened. And so now he's on trial. He pled no contest and he got 25 years. So we're, we're not going to do that. So we're not going to revisit the story. We already did that story. That guy's going to get shanked. Oh, that guy. They, I know he's, he he's gets 25 years in prison. That dude probably maybe will live 25 days. I don't, I don't see him lasting all that long. They're going to put him in solitary. Maybe that'll extend his stay a little bit. Well, maybe if he bakes some more. I wonder, would you, okay, if he came over to your Thanksgiving and he made his own cream corn, would you be, would you let him in? Or would you be like. No. Look, <laughs> this is my point though. I wouldn't eat anything he made. This is your blind spot is I could put cum in anything and you wouldn't know about it. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's cream corn. It's just more obvious. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It'd be pretty bold for this guy to bring cream corn anywhere. Yeah. Anyway, uh, before we get to our stories here for this week's show, here's a word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to AdamandEve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. All right, so the first story here we got for episode 407 came in from Kevin. Kevin says, well, there are other holes. Kevin James? Uh, no, it might King be. King of Queens? It might be Kevin James. Um, I think Kevin James would feel this way. We'll know when he starts stealing our jokes. Yeah. Kevin's referring to Jackie Beck, who uh, recently learned she is born without a vagina. Uh, she's a British teen. She's born with MRKH. She didn't recently learn this. She just did. What, she didn't... Un- 
<laughs> she didn't realize something was missing until she was like in her teens. That's what blows my mind about this MRKH syndrome. The British teenager said she was in total shock to learn she had been born without a vagina. This girl's 17 years old. How would you not know that you're missing a vagina? Aren't you supposed to be having your period at some point and there's like nowhere to shove the tampon? Well, funny you should mention that, Wackerly. During a routine visit to the doctor, Jackie Beck here mentioned that she hadn't started getting her periods yet. She's 17 years old. Doctors thought, doctors thought that was a little bit odd. It was a little weird. So uh, tests showed that she had MRKH syndrome, which is a genetic condition meant that she's born without a vagina, without a womb, and without a cervix. It's pretty much just a Barbie doll down there. There's nothing. <laughs> What's left? Does she have fallopian tubes? They said that the uh, external genitalia are completely normal, uh, but women with MRKH also have functioning over ovaries, and they undergo puberty, but they just don't – you can't have sex. Where do the eggs go? They just stick around in there? I, I guess maybe they, maybe they come out the piss hole. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to jump back to your understanding of women's reproduction. They come you know, out the piss hole. She's not having periods, so she's not probably not making eggs. But, but she, yeah, I don't know about it that well either. <laughs> she has functioning ovaries, but she's probably, or some they women have like functioning ovaries. Sort of get so. broken down in her bloodstream somehow. And just probably, yeah, just like absorb back into her, her The system. white blood cells get them. Those fucking nasty ass white blood cells. They're like honey badgers, those things. <laughs> they just eat all your eggs. That's all they the white blood everything. cells do. Foreign substances. Um, her condition actually isn't even that rare. Apparently, uh, one in 4,500 newborn girls are affected with Meyer-Rokitansky-Kuster-Hauser syndrome. Huh. Rokitansky. That's Mad Max's last name. Is it? Yep. Do you think Mad Max discovered a woman without a vagina? Christ. <laughs> you don't have a vagina, woman. It's from the, <laughs> the pollution in the wasteland. Crikey. Why'd you grow up without a vagina? Crikey. Um... Jackie said she left the doctor's office in tears. She would never know what it's like to give birth, be pregnant, or have a period. She said she was really angry and felt like she wasn't a real woman anymore. Well, do the ovaries make the estrogen? No, they they undergo puberty. Like she still experienced puberty. If you take look at if you go online, take a look at this girl's picture. She's hot. Is there a picture of her vagina? They don't show that, but they pass. Says, but she says the external <laughs> genitalia are normal. <laughs> It's just inside. So still there's just nothing off looking in there. at her genitalia. It's just if I try to stick it in, there's, there's nowhere for it to go. There's just nothing in there. You just, there's no hole. Like it's just sealed up. It's like basically putting rubber cement in there or something. It's like the cask of a Montalotto. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't see how, but. Uh, you know, somebody like walled somebody in there. <laughs> like you open the lips. I think it's up. just skin. Yeah, there's just nothing in there. It's like walled up with bricks. There's um, a guy in there. But the fact of the matter is, though, this is like she 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 still has breasts. She still nice. has labia. Cool. And she still has an asshole and Does a mouth. She have a clitoris. Yeah, external genitalia is the same. So yeah. Okay, so she can still get off. That's good. She can still have an orgasm. It's just she can't stick anything in there. So no vaginal there, orgasms. There being the operative word. Exactly. There's, there are alternatives. 
She doesn't have to be, I mean, it's like she doesn't need to fret so much. I mean, there are other holes that could be used. Um, or fraught. Uh, Christina Ruth here is a uh, spokesperson about MRKH syndrome. Or she, I guess she has a group here called the Beautiful You MRKH Foundation. She said the shame associated with the disorder can be difficult to deal with. The condition has no cure, but there are treatment options available to women with this, uh, this syndrome. Uh, they can do dilation or they can do surgery to uh, create a vaginal canal. But um, I don't know. I, I think the best treatment would probably be just to use another hole or be a lesbian. You know? <laughs> Or get a guy with a micro penis. That is probably what they need to do here. Like th- that's what uh, Beck Beck. This girl is nineteen years old now. She's taking ownership of her condition. She says, "I'm a hopeless romantic, and I see it as a great test of someone's character. Instead of focusing focusing on it putting off men, I actually think MRKH will help me find the one. I think she needs to start dating Asian men. Why? Because." Statistically, they have smaller penises. (laughs) That's true. Statistically, Asian men have smaller penises. Okay. Okay, World Health Organization scientists. (laughs) Statistically, they said Indian men and Asian men have smaller penises. So I think if she wants to be with a man, then then African men and uh, Caucasians. Who has the biggest penises? I think it said uh, black guys, like African men. Africans statistically have the largest dicks. What about Swedes? Well, they're Caucasian. They're the right okay. you know, under the European um, category there. But that, but that's what I'm saying. She should probably find a guy with a micropenis, yep. a small guy. And and yep, she could do this because she says here that uh, she wants to be upfront with men about her condition. She wants to tell them straight away. <laughs> I want to be upfront with on. men about her front bottom. <laughs> her front bottom. She says if they run at the mention of MRKH, and I don't want to be intimate with them. What would you do if you went on a date with a girl? It's going fine. You're having a couple of drinks. You're feeling a bit randy. You start making out, and she's like, hey, by the way, I don't have a vagina. Hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't turn me off necessarily. I wouldn't be running. <laughs> running. You just get up and run out the door. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming and just run. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I guess I would be like... Make well, her pay for the dinner. Well, what I would be concerned with, if, if you don't have a vagina, then what do you have down there? Like, what, what's down? I would want to see You mean it. if it was some, like, grotesque, thing, like, growth? I, I, yeah, I just would want to see... like that dude that the Pope kissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a little bit... Uh, the spaghetti monster. I don't know. I'd want to see what's going on down there. I'd want to take well, a look. What I would, what I would first say was, I was, I would say, well, are you interested in sex? Because that would be my fear: is that you don't have a vagina and you have no interest in sex. Then I would, I wouldn't run, but I would slowly back away while maintaining eye contact, fully out the door. I would leave some money for the dinner, at least my half. You wouldn't just go to the bathroom and just escape through the window. No. What okay? What if she but if said, she said she she didn't have a vagina, but she still liked sex and was interested in sex? Yeah, let's give it a whirl. So okay, if she said like I don't have a vagina, but I'm down for anal, you'd be like, all right. I would think that was a little forward. I'd be like, whoa, <laughs> sound like a stank. Whoa, okay. But I mean, you know, so no, you know, I would like I would work those details out in the boudoir, but I would just want to make sure that not having a vagina 
vagina vagina <laughs> completely and like you know she i don't have a vagina and i'm not interested in sex that would be the deal breaker i would want to inspect it just for scientific reasons satisfy mm. my career curiosity yeah. i'd want to take a look and see what it what's down there you know you're down you, there with some tweezers and have you ever been a with a girl with a shallow vagina i don't believe so at least maybe maybe my dick isn't that big but you know, <laughs> there's never been a capacity issue with any of the girls that I've been with. I've been with girls with a tipped uterus. How about that? A tipped uterus? What do you mean? Yeah. It like it sort of goes in a strange direction. Yeah, but you're not putting your dick in her uterus. Well, I think everything is in a strange direction. Oh, the oh, the vaginal canal is in a weird well, direction. Well, cuz it leads up to the uterus and if, you know what I mean? Hmm. So you have to do it from certain angles? Like you can't have just regular sex? Like you have to certain positions? Or to be or honest, I wouldn't have even noticed. But the girl said, so, you know, she said, oh, sometimes sex hurts because I have a tipped uterus. I was like, I didn't even know. <laughs> a tipped uterus. Yes, it's a thing. I, I was with a girl in uh, college who had a shallow vagina. And I don't know if this is related to MRKH syndrome or if this is like a colloquial term for it. But we hooked up and I remember like having sex with her and she was you know she was like i just want to let you know i have a shallow vagina and i was just like i don't even understand what that means it's like, like where the children swim <laughs> it's yeah it's, it's not the deep end don't it's just, dive uh, it's the waiting don't pool dive of vaginas vagina, yeah i mean you know what it was it was weird like you could only get just like barely the tip in so she says she doesn't usually like sex is really painful for her so we ended up not Which having leads, sex. But so did she not enjoy? See, we didn't uh, even we didn't problem. have sex. We she like was she like I love job. you know giving hand jobs and head and all this other stuff and the, tit she's, wank. She said it's very difficult for her to have sex with most men. So maybe maybe she did have sex with like uh, micro penis dudes or something. Did you go downtown? Yeah, we did other stuff. We didn't have 69. anal. She wasn't down with the with the anal. A lot of girls aren't with the anal. Well, you'd yeah. think if you have a shallow vagina. You know, you'd, you'd have a deep anus. Like, you know, you'd think like well, the, the chocolate anus. highway would be fine. The anus is deep. It has a lot <laughs> of intestine back there to go through. But you do, you do need to be flexible when you are, uh, when you, when you have uh, genital issues. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on here, Wackley, what do you have here for the second story? This guy doesn't seem to have any issues. He's from this is a, this is a story about Washington D.C. Although you have to dig. I mean, the, these local papers, man. They oh Montgomery. This happened in Montgomery, and this guy lives in like Gaithersburg. And I had to go on Google Maps to be like, oh, it's Washington D.C., Maryland, Gaithersburg, Mary, Maryland. Remember? Yeah. That? How would you even know that? This guy's a local real estate appraiser, which is a very respectable position. You basically tell people what their house house is worth, uh, and he's been uh, well. He plays a lot of beer pong. Beer pong. His name's his name's Joey Poindexter, and he's thirty eight. Wait, isn't he a little old to be playing beer pong? Aren't you? Aren't you supposed to be like in a fraternity and in college? From reading this, I've never played beer pong, but I've seen it in movies and stuff. And from reading this article, it's attained the prominence of like darts. Where? You know. In Washington, D.C. <laughs> but is this like a college town kind, kind of thing? Like, 
I don't think so. I just think a sports bars around there, they have, you know, beer pong night. And it says that sometimes people don't even drink. And I thought the whole thing was like you get the ball in the cup and the other team has to chug the beer that's in the cup. Maybe, maybe after I'm your confusing. fucking dirty ping pong ball landed in it. How okay? How does beer pong work? It's just a table. You got a bunch of cups, and you stand back, and you bounce. You throw the ball into a cup. I think you got to bounce it. Uh, so you you bounce it off the table, and then it lands in a cup. And then I think the other team has to chug the beer that you hit with the with your dirty fucking ping pong ball that your unwashed hands have been all over. Uh, they have to chug it, and then you know the more, and then you take that away, and then the more that you take away, the harder it is to get it in the remaining cups, and then also the the other teams getting more, more and more drunk. Meanwhile, you're doing the same thing when you, you know when they get their ball in your cup, you have to chug that. So, but that's why I don't understand when people aren't drinking and playing this fucking stupid retarded game. Yeah, that's why I don't understand that either. I mean, it's like, what's the point? You're just well, you're you're not Bouncing drinking the fucking the ball in the yeah, in the solo cups. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, you'd think it's a drinking game. Yeah. So this Poindexter guy, was he like a beer pong master? Well, for him, it's a raping game. <laughs> because <laughs> he goes to all these beer pong tournaments, and uh, there's been some incidents. Let me just say that. Montgomery assistant police chief, chief Russ Hamill, says, this is a sexual predator. Ooh. <laughs> Let me and let me also say this: the victims, who dete- whom detectives have interviewed, said they are heterosexual and do not have sex with men <laughs> while awake. So these guys are playing. So what what is he bouncing into the uh, the beer pong balls? Roofies. Well, that's the question. Now they're trying to get to the bottom of this. Uh, detectives are looking to the possibility that Poindexter traveled out of state looking for victims, particularly at events where extreme sports such as skateboard and BMX bike competitions take place. But locally in the D.C. area, he focused on beer pong gatherings. Uh, there are weekly tournaments and even a Maryland state championship for beer pong uh, are going on nowadays. Is this like a, a common like sporting event? I, I, I've never been to a bar where I've seen people playing beer pong. Uh, neither have I. But <laughs> I don't know. you see those shuffleboard tables and you see darts. What else do you see? I've, I've been to parties where people have played beer pong, or I've saw you know like they're about to play beer pong. But I've never been to a bar where they had like tournaments. Apparently, it's, it happens. It's weird to me. But let's go to the firsthand account. Of what happens when you play beer pong with uh, Mr. Poindexter Poindexter. (laughs) guy, Joey, Joey Poindexter. He's a black man. Also, I should point out Joey Poindexter. Would you guess that that's a black guy? No, it doesn't even sound like a black guy's name. Yeah. Although I kind of thought it was like a uh, pseudonym for my my brother was using when he's on the East Coast. A gnome de plume. (laughs) (laughs) My brother's moniker. We never see your brother, and I always figure he's just sleeping and eating pizza and playing video games. But maybe he's traveling to DC. For these, and maybe beer- the photo of the black man isn't the right guy. Maybe it's re- maybe they got the wrong character. Maybe he uses some kind of like really advanced costume, like you know those masks that people that people yeah. put on, like the old guy masks, like in Drive. Yeah, and he puts this mask on, and he or just Mission goes Impossible. Plays, he plays beer pong, but with like a a ping pong ball just laced with roofies. Here's how it goes down. On October 3rd, a man uh, went to a police station to report on an odd series of events. 
starting the day before. He said he had gone to Looney's Pub in College Park, where he played beer pong, drank several beers, and met a man who bought him a Long Island iced tea. Oh, never a good idea. From a man. A man, a man you don't know just comes up and is like, here, have this Long Island iced tea. Sure. That, I mean, that's a bad idea, but also a Long Island iced tea is just a bad idea. It's like five different kinds of liquor in one horrible drink. And nothing else, really. No, just I mean, booze. A splash of Coke and just booze. Probably somehow not a good idea. it doesn't idea. taste awful. It tastes kind of good, but I think it's somehow all the different boozes sort of counteract the awful flavors. Yeah, but it's an amateur-level drink. I mean, you're, just, you're not going to be yeah. drinking for the long haul if you have three of those. You're not going to impress any ladies ordering one at the bar. But you might pass out and impress a man, such as this Poindexter. The man told police that he had no memory of events after the Long Island iced tea until the next morning when he woke up in a house in Gaithersburg on a sofa in another man's black Nike shorts and with his (laughs) own clothes next to him on the floor. The resident of the house, Poindexter, drove him home, the man said. Believing he might have been sexually assaulted, he went to the cops. Could you imagine how awkward that drive must have been? What does that conversation go like? <laughs> so, what's your name again? Oh, yeah, Poindexter. Right. Joey Poindexter. Uh, I don't remember. We got really drunk last night, and the guy's like, yep. <laughs> Dude, why does my ass hurt? I mean, would you? what would you possibly talk about? Do you think that Poindexter just had all these excuses, like, well, you fell on this uh, thing, and you know I'm. I don't know. And how <laughs> how come I'm a cucumber? I had laying on the floor <laughs> of my fucking kitchen. I mean, we're just talking about anal sex and how we expect a woman without a vagina to do it. But you know, neither. Well, I don't want to speak for you, but not ever having been anally penetrated, is it something that sticks around the next day that you're like, well, something was in my ass last night that was bigger than normal. It must. It must. There must be some tearing or something. I mean, if you've taken a big know, bowel movement, well, I'm sure there. I'm sure it's got a smart down there after you have a black man's dick in your ass. Again, with the black man's big dick, <laughs> <laughs> he's an average sized cock. Well, saying. okay. As, I'm just saying you show I mean, a if foreign it hurts object. That much, then I don't want to ask women to do it anymore. A lot of women have have complained about uh, you know they or they make you go really slowly. You know, but if it's gonna tear, it's gonna tear. Yeah, but you know, I've I've had anal sex with a couple different girlfriends that were into it, and they would complain. They would say, and not that I'm like, like large by any means, but they would say like the next couple of days, like your ass is kind of sore. Okay, so, so it is sore. I'm thinking, so, yeah. So this guy knows he got raped, <laughs> and like, my butthole hurts. He woke up wearing another man's shorts. That's the most damning. Yeah, like what would you say That's... to that? Like, I, I mean, I would just be like. You know, I've, I've passed out at friends' homes, and I've woke up in my own clothes. With fucking Sharpie graffiti all over your yeah, face? Yeah, th- you know, that's happened. It's fine. Or, you know, and, and I can understand that. But to wake up naked except except for wearing another man's shorts? Yeah. I would be concerned, to say the it's least. disconcerting. Yeah. So what happened was the cops go and pick Poindexter up, and then they start looking at his phone, right? And his phone is full of photos of passed out sort of twenty year teen to twenty year old dudes, uh, you know, in his apartment, which is not looking good for Poindexter. So wait, he had a whole phone. He he had like a whole like folder just full of pictures of passed out like college dudes. 
Yes. A bros. bros. Wearing, he he likes his the bro. bros wearing his shorts. This is your brother. This is your brother's MO. Isn't that his type? Yeah, no, my brother my brother likes bros. Didn't you say you went into the bar one time and uh, they were at, just had a video of like frat guys horsing around in their underpants? Basically, that you know, these when they had new owners that bought that bought over the edge, uh, they renovated it and it made it kind of a fancy bar. So it's, instead of playing just you know like the the gnarly porno that they used to play, yeah, like they started they had to playing tone this it down like a little bit. yeah, it's just like frat boys, you know, nearly naked horsing around. The guy who owns the bar where this happened, Loonies, as I mentioned before, Ryan, oh no, sorry, not the guy who owns it, but Ryan Kaiser is the assistant manager of Loonies. Very prestigious position. I guess, I think he's trying to sort of distance the bar from this From, this from the, uh, the beer pong rapist. He says that uh, that was the only night he was here. Uh, he would come, you know, not that specific night, but he just came Wednesdays. Came to the bar Wednesdays. <laughs> he played beer pong. That was the only night he came in were Wednesdays. He was strictly here for beer pong. He was obviously into the competition of it. And <laughs> rape. Ran roofing, dude. He's into the competition and the uh, the roofing and the buggering. You know, women, you know, there are I think are vigilant about this accepting sort of open drinks that a random guy brings to you. Like if a guy orders you a drink and you see the bartender make it. That's fine. Uh, or if a guy brings you an unopened beer, that's fine. But you're never supposed to, like, if a guy comes up and is like, oh, I brought you a drink because you look really cute. And it's like an open drink. Do not drink that drink. But guys need to remember that, too. Well, that's what I wonder. Like, did Poindexter just, was he carrying around this extra Long Island that he ordered that was just roofied and just kind of found one guy that would take it? Like, do you think he tried multiple bros? No, because I think bros will just take it. The if I was going to take it, I would never drink someone's drink. You know, if someone offered me, if a guy offered me a drink, I guess if a girl offered me a drink, I probably would. If someone came up and just did a shot, I probably would. What if a guy bought, what if you were already drunk and a guy who's like, you're all horsing around playing beer pong. He's like, Hey man, you're good at this game. Here's the, I bought you a shot. You would fucking drink it. I probably would. Next thing you know, I'd be wearing his shorts with a cucumber in my <laughs> ass. Wearing his cock in your ass. <laughs> He'd be wearing you. <laughs> wow, that's terrible. So what happened to the guy? Did he, uh, did he get arrested? Yes, he's in jail. $500,000 bail bond. Yeah, his attorney declined to comment. <laughs> I imagine a lot of his victims probably aren't coming forward either. Because you know, no. they probably hang out at Looney's all the time. And what's word got around that you know they got anally raped after a night of beer pong? By Poindexter. Yeah, by Poindexter. It's probably, you know, it's Not something you want getting around the frat house. No, I mean, it's, it's got to be embarrassing. What would you do well, after well, but that? But we talked last week. I mean, all these frat boys have seen each other's nuts and, like, you know, put ointment on them. Maybe it's fine. What would you do after that, though? I mean, like, cry. would you ever play beer pong cry again? Cry in the shower, like in the crying game. <laughs> No, I would never Take a long beer. rape shower. I would yeah. be done with beer pong. I'd move on to a different bar game. I would have a bad association with the sound of a ping pong ball getting f falling into a solo cup. Dick pong. God, that's terrible. People, send your story to sickroundpodcasthotmail.com. Uh, we got a few phone calls here to the Sickrong hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. 
Uh, before we get to our phone calls, I wanted to make a uh, a uh, thank you. I wanted to give a, a shout-out and a thank you to Taco, the dysfunctional vet, who sent uh, Wackily and I some DVDs here. Some Blu-rays. Blu-rays. I didn't even know I had a Blu-ray player, actually. Um, he writes, Taco wrote, This is you, Zionist. Mazel tov, you are cool too. Thank you, Taco. And he sent me uh, West of Memphis, a documentary about the West Memphis Three. Do you think he's saying I am like the West of Memphis guys? I don't know. I got the movie Splice. Now that's even stranger. What did he say? You are like uh, the dude that fucks that genetic anomaly in Spice? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what he's saying. That's pretty weird. That's, uh, I haven't watched it yet, uh, but I will watch it. It's a good movie. I like that Adrian Brody uh, creates some kind of new creature and then fucks it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what could be better? I heard that Sarah Polly fucks it, too. I hope I'm not giving away too much. Yeah, spoiler alert. A lot oh, of uh, creature fucking going on in that movie. But anyway, thank you, Taco, for sending that in. And people, yeah, we love gifts. We don't get enough gifts. Um, send it to the P.O. Box. The address for the Sick Wrong P.O. Box is on our website, sickwrongpodcast.com. Um, you can definitely send us any kind of gift you want. We prefer the the drinking kind. Frankly, if you just email picture, email me pictures of tits, I'll be happy. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you, Taco, for sending us the gifts. Um, yeah, people, send us uh, gifts to the P.O. Box. Uh, we, do get, we did get some good phone calls here this week. Um, before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Every night with my star friends, we eat caviar and drink. All right, so we got a few phone calls here, the Sick Wrong Hotline. Um, let's see here, the first one. All right, the first one's from a uh, caller we haven't heard from in a long time. Remember that Canadian rapper guy? Not Snow? Yeah, he's not. It's not Snow. It's the other Canadian rapper. There's only two. Uh Here he is. Sick and wrong. It's the Canadian rapper. Hope you remember me. I missed you guys. How you been? Um, You'll be surprised to know that I actually have, like, real fans now, so (laughs) things are going all right with me. Um, Big ups to you there, buddy. I got a couple things to say. First of all, I paid homage to you guys, a.k.a. ripped you off in my most recent rap battle. I was in front of, like, 200 people, and I told the dude that, um, I told him that he looks like he gets cock-blocked by Chris Hansen, and the crowd, like, went fucking crazy. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure, like, the whole getting cock-blocked by Chris Hansen thing is a joke you guys did a while ago. Um, Not that I remember. Yeah, I was about to say, did I don't remember. Do you recall that joke? We must have done. Yeah. We we did a Chris Hansen intro on date, you know, to catch a predator a long time ago. But you know, I wonder how many jokes of ours get ripped off all the time. <laughs> Good luck. I wonder how many jokes we've ripped off all the time. <laughs> yeah, probably the balance is more in that direction. <laughs> yeah, we deserve it. But anyway, uh, I, I got to say I'm flattered there, Canadian rapper. You know, could you ever do a rap battle? Could you imagine? No. like, Of course not. What would you rather do, a rap battle or a dance-off? Dance-off. I would like to see that. I mean, at least you're not like 
culturally co-opting the blacks. <laughs> They've had enough problems with the dance-off. Yeah, but what kind of dancing would you be doing? Would you be doing break dancing or would you be doing... No, like, like herky-jerky white guy dancing. Okay. that Actually, now that would be kind of cool. You should do a white guy dance-off. The herky-jerky... <laughs> the herky-jerky white guy dance battle. Yeah. I would like to see that, that. that. See that right there? I ripped off from Mr. Show, the herky-jerky dancer. I, I think that would be... I wouldn't mind seeing that, though. Okay. All right, we'll have to do that. If you want, and I'll, if you guys want, I'll let you know when that's up so you can check it out. Um, the other thing was... What did you guys think of the Breaking Bad finale? Because I noticed you said you were like... Really this isn't a chat it. room. And then, like, unless I didn't notice the week after it aired, you guys didn't say anything about it. So, um, spoilers. What I think of it. I thought it was really good, but like, I thought they could have done a little better. To be honest, like, I thought it was nine out of ten when like the show's writers are capable of delivering a ten out of ten closer. You know what I mean? Oh um, come on! And you guys were Cut wondering if slack. it was pre-written or not. Uh, the whole Walter White storyline was, like, thought of the whole way through. He was, like, fucked from the start. But um, Jesse was supposed to die in season one, and the audience, like, liked him so much that they kept him as a character. So a lot of the show was pre-written, but um, changing the script to get Jesse to live probably was, like, required some big script changes. So hope that answers that. That's all I got. Take care, guys. You know, Jesse annoyed the shit out of me in that last season. Did you think so? Uh, no. I, I, I just found his character to just be annoying, irritating. Like, I mean, everything about him, he was just he was just so emo and emotional and sad and depressed. Throwing right, but you had to of, have something that, somebody that you cared about, and he's the only person that was redeemable. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree Without with him, that. Without him, like, you know, a, a lot of the plot hinged on him being there. Well, that, that's what's interesting. I was saying that he was supposed to die in, se- in season one. I mean, it, he, he was such a main character. Do you, do you believe this no, Canadian mean, rapper, the, the authority on these matters? Well, you know, they, they came out with all these factoids about Breaking Bad after the oh, fact. Was that where you got that? I never I'm read sure. it. Did, I mean, did, it, once the show's over, I fucking lose interest and I'm done with it. Did you hear, like, originally the show was supposed to end with uh, Walter finding Skylar in the bathtub with her wrist slit open? I did read that. Like so, it's like his by pursuing this Heisenberg um, goal of his, he just sacrificed his whole family, which was the one thing he held dearest. Right. I, I actually, I liked that finale. I, I thought the finale uh, kind of wrapped everything up well. I mean, how else do you expect it to end? I mean, he has to die. You know, I mean, with it's fine. Are, are wait, are we past the statute of limitations for spoilers for that one? I believe so. Okay, all right. So we're going to give out spoilers. <laughs> well, stop listening now if you don't want it spoiled. But, you know, I mean, how else do you expect that to end? Do you think he's just going to be like, oh, let's go back to a happy family after building a meth empire, murdering mm. all those people? Right. You know, and then they also built up with those neo-Nazis. I mean, they just, they're, they're like the perfect enemy. You know, you can't have them kill a bunch of Mexicans. You can't have them kill a bunch of... Uh, you know, uh, Native Americans, it's like, now let's just throw in some neo-Nazis. Everybody hates neo-Nazis. They're just evil people. Perfect antagonists. I think that, yeah, I think the neo-Nazis should have been more focused on in the entire final season. They're a little bit cardboard to cut out for me. Yeah. Even Todd. 
Yeah, but Todd, the psychopath, they barely even developed his character. I mean, they kind of I mean, did. He was in love with the uh, whatever, the, the business lady. But like, I, I would have liked to see more development of like the main neo-Nazi leader and some. Of the, I like that you guy, know, Todd, and some of the other guys. He reminded me of a young Dennis Hopper. Well, not young, right? But, but there like was no depth. I mean, he was just like, oh, he's evil. Well, that, that's the thing. It's like I think they needed an antagonist, and they just throw it. Well, let's just throw in some neo-Nazis. Right. White supremacists are Doesn't perfect really for make this. A lot of sense. It didn't. It. I mean, I imagine and plus they were like long-haired neo-Nazis. They weren't even really that into the whole neo-Nazi thing. But you never saw them like, you know, being prejudiced against blacks or Jews. No, but but they were all like white guys that were in their organization. Yeah, but you could say that about like any bowling team. Yeah, I suppose that's true. They were no more racist than your average bowling team. Where do you think Jesse was going to go to at the end of that? Hmm. You know, he doesn't have anywhere to go. Now, what would you do with that The kid point? is still alive, right? That little Mexican kid. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. They killed the mom. <laughs> so, uh, one of the greatest scenes. That was, that was a great scene. That's the one thing. Like, I actually – I watched that finale, and I wasn't disappointed. I noticed – you know, people, I think – people have this, like, huge level of expectations. I think that show delivered. And shows I'm, are not – shows like that – I think this is where people get confused. Shows like that are not about the end. Although people get – like I said, confused because they're like, oh, I want to find out what happens. I want to find out what happens. But it's not like the story is that big of like a mystery and like, oh, my God, I couldn't I never saw that coming. Like the show is good because the characters are good and the writing is good. It's engaging. And the interaction is good. So it's like, you know, who gives a shit about the final finale? The the good parts of the show are in the middle where you're like, watching it. Like the Sopranos. I mean, right. I actually I think the Sopranos could have ended three seasons earlier. It would have been a lot of these things go on way too long. And that's what I liked about Breaking Bad. You know, they basically what four seasons. Well, but the, even they did that thing where they split the final season into two seasons. But I mean, if they could have just kept plodding along and selling more advertising, but I think they went the the, the high road out, and they took the high road, and they ended it, and they ended it well. Like uh, I mean, I thought they uh, succinctly wrapped it up. They didn't leave any too many loose ends. It wasn't cheesy. Like, Dexter was the worst ending I think I've ever seen. <laughs> that you know? show was terrible. Well, that though. show was terrible, too. And that, that's another. That's a classic example of a show just going on too long. I thought Breaking Bad did quite well. And, you know, for, for what it's worth, the uh, finale was fine. I just don't put much stock in finales. Yeah, neither do I. I'll go back and watch it again in four years or something. The whole thing. It's just people just oh, – that show is so vaunted. Like people just love that show. It's like the best show ever on television. They're reading into it. They have their little Breaking Bad groups. They had nothing else to talk about but Breaking Bad. I think there's like a void in people's lives. Yeah, people have nothing else to talk about. That's the, that's the point That's there. the problem. Anyway, good to hear from you there, Canadian rapper, and good luck with those rap battles. Use some more sick and wrong, uh, some sick and wrong jokes. I like that. Uh, this guy called in here with. Um, he called this guy called in to ask you a question, Wankerly. Hmm. This is I'll for you. This is for you. I'm going to kind of just sit back here, just be an observer. Okay. Th this is for you. Lance, what the fuck is up with this Star Trek Next Generation bullshit? I mean, there's some dude looking like Michael fucking Myers playing poker with like. Thomas Edison and fucking Isaac Newton and fucking who's this other douchebag? Fucking Stephen Hawking. I mean, the fuck? 
This has nothing to do with space. This nigga had a fucking apple fell on his fucking head. Science is like, oh, let's put him in fucking Star Trek. This is bullshit. This shit was fucking stupid, man. You're like... That was more like an LSD stream of consciousness just poem. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. He called back. And speaking of that douchebag Stephen fucking Hawking, why does he always have that look like he always shit his pants? Like, fucking always. Because he's disabled, you fucking retard. He has a disease. He probably did shit his pants, to be honest. So this TV critic... Um, calls you accurately. He wants to know what's the deal with uh, these real life, you know, scientific, um, sci- real life scientists in the uh, next generation. Why do they include these characters? Are they on the holodeck or something? I don't know. I, don't, like, I haven't like seen every episode. I don't. I haven't watched it in probably fifteen years. Are you a fan of the next generation, or are you more of a fan of the original series? Oh, the next generation. It's much what about more sophisticated. The, what about the uh, the series, like the other ones? Like, what was that other one? Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine, yeah. What about that? Voyager. Voyager, Star Trek Voyager. The other one. <laughs> the other one, the one with the boards. There's the one with Scott Bakula, which is a prequel to the original series. I don't remember that Quant- one. That's called, called Quantum Leap. Nope. <laughs> it's not. That's a different show. So, wait, okay. So, did they have in the next generation, did, like, Patrick Stewart talk to Sir Isaac Newton? He probably went on the holodeck to to hash some things out with the scientists of yore. <laughs> Play some poker. I don't know what the Mike Myers thing is about. Yeah, why do you think this Rhodes Scholar is so offended by Stephen Hawking? Or... Like I said, I think he's on mushrooms and he's just going, he's rambling. <laughs> but I mean, the original series, you know, they had episodes where they like went back or they go to some planet, but it's like, you know, like 1930s gangster, you know, America time. I don't remember what happened. What was the upshot of that? Did they do that, though? I mean, was that like a common thing where they do historically accurate, you know, episodes where they would actually go to like the Civil War or, you know, <laughs> I, I, I just I just mentioned the one I remembered where there was like. You know, they were like, ah, see, or I'm going to shoot you with this Tommy gun, see? And Spock was like, I will give you the Vulcan death grip, and the guy falls down. What about when, uh, didn't they go? You got to write a, late, a lot of fucking episodes. You, you got to think shit up every week. Like, well, what the fuck? Uh, I don't know. There's a black hole. And we did that last season. Hmm, hmm. Okay, they go back to the, like a speakeasy. And there's a fucking whale that they have to rescue. Yeah, that's what I was wondering about. What about when uh, they went back to San Francisco? Didn't they do that? That was a movie. But it was the movie, but why did they go to San Francisco? Because they had to fucking rescue a whale so it could talk to a space whale. Wait, they rescued a whale so it could talk to a space whale? Because all whales in the future are extinct because, you know, fucking Ted Nugent's hunting them with crippled kids. <laughs> but you're fine with it because it's a fucking fish, right? <laughs> That's a mammal. That's a marine mammal. It's I'm a not fucking fine with fish. That. It's got a fins marine and mammal. it lives underwater. No, I'm not fine with that. Well, they're all extinct in the future, but then this fucking space whale comes and is going to destroy, you know, our whole galaxy. So we fucking find an old timey whale that for some reason can speak the same language as a fucking space whale because they're both whales. I what guess. does a space whale look like? Uh, like a giant fucking whale with that's green, and it, but it talks like this. So wait, it speaks with like a retarded slide whistle. No, that's how whales talk. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so apparently this guy just doesn't like learning. He just doesn't like learning yeah, new things. Star Trek's all about learning. That's what it's about. It's not just about entertainment there, bro. But so is Star Trek, because remember that fucking Joseph Campbell guy is always trying to like talk to George Lucas? The power of myth. Yeah, no, he's this journey of the hero. That's what I fucking Campbell's hate that about. asshole. <laughs> but Stephen Hawking, Ooh, we like, saw these how could you hate Stephen Hawking? Story. I didn't say that. He yeah, does. But you know, did you ever read about Stephen Hawking? He goes to strip clubs. Does he? So yeah. does uh, Richard Feynman, although he's dead now. Well, Stephen Hawking would go to strip clubs and just have women just like crawl on him. Like they would pay for him just, just to rub their bodies on him. So, um, but yeah, you know, I, I think if I was crippled and I was that intelligent, I also would have the same expression on my face. Also, Stephen Hawking is rich. That exactly. Helps. That is true. All right. Here's the last call. It's, uh, this, is, this is more directed more towards me. Hello, D. Hello, Lance. This Why do all our callers sound like fucking pedophiles? It totally sounds like Poindexter. Like, this guy's about to play beer pong with you and then just fuck you when you're passed out on his couch. And here, where are my shorts? Like, why does he, why does he put the shorts on him? It's from Orange County as I've taken to calling myself. I am currently listening to... I am in the middle of episode 369... And although I have future calls about previous episodes, this I felt was somehow more urgent. Because first of all, D, you cock. Oh, mm -hmm. well, let's get to what you guys were talking about. You guys were talking about eating horse meat. Brevity and is not D, this guy's strong. <laughs> fish. What on what? That doesn't even make any sense. Of course fish is meat. You're eating the fat and muscle tissue of No shit, yes. Fish is meat. I, I understand that. How is that not meat? It's meat. You. It's fish. And it's not meat. Secondary. Well, it's not meat land. from a land animal. Uh, you were remarking <laughs> on the word hypothesis. That's why Catholics can eat it on Friday because it's not meat. You know, I I I don't consider myself a vegetarian. If specifically, I'm a pescatarian because I do eat fish. Oh God! But I mean, if Never if you want to define that, I'm a pescatarian. Nobody does. But that, that's why <laughs> I think this guy stuff and it's fish. And but it's that's fine. why this guy is. I think that's what this guy's getting to. Is uh, you know, don't say you're a vegetarian because you eat fish. It's like, okay, dickhead, I'm a pescatarian. Then the there funny thing is, there's two people that concern themselves with this. He's either a self-righteous meat eater or he's a self-righteous vegetarian which one is this guy i would say uh the former oh. you're saying well really be, think it would be eating hippos or some shit that's what you said hippo i would eat a fucking hippo <laughs> then said, this is that's great the though crazy english language for you that's well it's actually Greek. Hippo is greek for horse he's gonna school you so, accurately uh hippopotamus in Greek means river horse. It's a river horse. <laughs> a so, fucking river horse. Have fun with that. D, uh, you're not vegetarian. That's not a thing. Uh, vegetarian meat fish is not a thing. That's that's called your bullshit. It's called pescatarian. Anyway. Uh, I have cut this guy. The ocean cowboys like ride river horses to fucking herd sea cows. I would I would bet you twenty dollars that this guy rapes river horses. 
They're dangerous. You don't want to do that. I bet you but the pygmy ones, like probably the small ones. Like I they, think they're they, still dangerous. I bet you this guy would fuck a river horse if he had a chance. Bite your dick off. <laughs> Hungry, ride hungry it around. Hippo. Well, uh, thank you for clarifying that. Yes, I guess I do eat fish, so uh, so technically I'm not a vegetarian. I'm pescatarian. Don't say pescatarian. So douchey. Again. That's such a douchey term. I hate even saying that. I eat what I like. I don't like meat, chicken, or turkey. I like fish. <laughs> beef, vegetables. chicken, or turkey. Beef. I, yeah, I've never liked beef. How I do you feel about oysters? I like shellfish. I'm a big fan. And that, that's trafe. Like, uh, by, you know, according shellfish to my upbringing. mostly gross to me. I'm a I big like fan bivalves. of uh, Mussels? You like mussels? Mussels, that's a bivalve, right? I don't like really, you know, I have to be honest, I don't really like crab or lobster and shrimp. How can you not like crabs? cocktail crabs? I like. Huh? Crab is amazing. I don't know. It's it's all right. I'll eat it. But it seems like a the, the people make such a fucking big deal about it, and I don't think it's justified. What do you think of the mollusks? Which one is a mollusk? The clams. <laughs> Clams are all right. I'll eat that. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind that. I, I like oysters. I don't. You know, I don't, I don't like scallops, and I don't like uh, any of that fucking like gooey duck, or uh, you know those. Oh, uh, foie gras. You don't that's, eat that. That's goose liver. Oh, okay, whatever. Looks like duck, doesn't it? Pate. <laughs> duck. That no, whole... gooey gooey duck isn't a duck. I see why you're confused. What is gooey duck? It's some kind of like one of those shellfish, and it like grows way out of its shell. It looks like a big fucking gooey cock. That's that sounds disgusting. You know, I never go to uh, like a Vietnamese restaurant or a Thai restaurant where they say just seafood stew. Oh yeah, this d- never get. First of all, seafood does not, except for clam chowder, which I like. Seafood does not belong in soup. Like soup is a little gross already, and now that you're gonna make it fishy on me, no. Back the but, fuck up. But it's also miscellaneous sea creatures that you don't even, you can't even recognize. Right. Like this tentacled looking beast. Like you look at it, you're like, what is that? Is that an octopus? Is I do like shrimp? octopus though. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't mind eating uh, sea creatures, but I don't consider that meat. I don't consider it like Neither meat. Neither does the pope. Like a land. Yeah. I don't consider meat like a land animal. And I think that's where this guy is, uh, is confused here. But hey, thank you for clearing up that river horse business because I had no idea that's what a hippo meant. (laughs) How stupid are the Greeks? Obviously, that's not a fucking horse. Look at it. It doesn't look anything like a horse. Talk about those four legs. Talk about everything else, you dumb fucking Aristotle (laughs) asshole. (laughs) People call the cigar hotline 206 666 um, oh, it's a house horse. <laughs> roof, roof. Oh, that, this other house horse also. It's a different kind of house horse. Remember, we appreciate when you subscribe to the show on iTunes. Uh, just go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong, and uh, rate and comment. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate that. You know, Wackerly, I got a tweet from a British fan. We are number 38 in the nice. UK. We appreciate that, though, so uh, thank you for subscribing to the show and listening to us on uh, iTunes. Also, Sickerong t-shirts, Sickerong logo tees are available at the Sickerong store, sickerongpodcast.com slash store. You can also go to the Cafe Press store, and, uh, you know, about a couple months ago, I uploaded all these new designs, so, um, and I think there's these- Nudist sick- signs? No, new designs. Remember oh. the uh, Sickeron shirt? Did you ever get one of those? Yeah, I own that shirt. It's, it's, it's a it's, that is a happening shirt. That's a happening shirt. You can wear that and you will be hip. 
Yeah, it's a conversation starter. It definitely is. So uh, go go check out the Cafe Press store. Go to the Sick and Wrong store, sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. Finally, here's Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in from Phil. He goes, hey, guys, here's an end-of-the-show song suggestion. It's something from the Frogs album. It's only oh, right and natural slimy swamp would go horse. down the well. Yeah. <laughs> Swamp horse. That's what a frog is. Uh, Fly-eating horse. I don't recall hearing any frogs yet. And the song is called Dykes Are We. Um, you get the idea. You know, it's a good song about uh, lesbianism and uh, sisterly love. You know? Um, so you can learn a lot about... You can expand your mind. You can uh, learn a lot about lesbians from this song. So thank you, Phil, for sending that in. People will be back next week with episode... God, what are we on? 408. Till then. Man. Take it sleazy. Goodbye. It may seem to other people like we've come from outer space. But we're really just two nurses on the staff. Nurses on the staff. And now it's time for a break. We'll slip out back and slip out of our clothes And I'll shave your mustache off And maybe you can check off my new tattoo Oh, thanks are we Oh, ecstasy This is our land this is our world, but dykes are we. Ah, yeah. Slipping dildo after dildo out of our mouths and the pussies. And if you're lucky, maybe it's a Friday, I'll suck your tits, bitch. Dykes are we, living in ecstasy land tonight. Dykes are we, ecstasy is ours in each other's arms. realize um, that D's dad sounds like the priest 